This is the Wake Up Rundown from News 10 ABC. Good Monday morning, everyone. Today is April 8th, and I'm Jess Briganti with your Storm Checker forecast. How about that weekend? What a beautiful Saturday and Sunday. We were especially warm yesterday, and we'll keep the warmth for today. Warming to 66 degrees. That's great for a Monday. Great for this time of year. But the problem is, if you're not a fan of showers, well, those are showers we're tracking. But hey, remember, April showers that are rain showers will bring those Mayflowers. And today screams spring. We've got plenty of rain becoming more scattered by the late morning, early afternoon. But there can still be downpours. There can still be some spotty thunderstorms, even through about the late afternoon. I think your drive home by 5 or 6 should be drier. But there's still the exception of a late evening shower until we get to the overnight where we dry out. We have mostly cloudy skies and we fall back to 45 degrees. A milder start to Tuesday, a drier start to Tuesday until we do have to account for a line of showers moving back in Tuesday afternoon into the evening. It's still a high of 60 before we fall behind a front. And then you'll notice the cooler air Wednesday and Thursday coming back to the 60s by the upcoming Friday. A little unsettled at times, but today's definitely the wettest day of your seven day forecast. That's your updated forecast. Here's today's Huff headlines. An investigation in Columbia County continues after excavators unearth human remains while building a home. Yeah, News NBC's Lexi Nall joins us live now from the town of Stuyvesant with what we know this morning. Lexi. Good morning, guys. Yeah, the sheriff tells us that construction crews were out here yesterday afternoon working on this property behind me. It's a heavily kind of wooded area, very remote. They were excavating the land, and that's when they say that they discovered skeletal remains nearly five feet underground. They could have been here for a couple hundred years. They could have been here for two years. They're skeletal remains, and that's what we're looking into right now. Investigators say it's still too early to tell how long the remains have been underground or make any kind of identification. That's why Columbia County Sheriff David Bartlett called in a pathologist and anthropologist to assist with the investigation. Yesterday, crews were out sweeping the area carefully and collecting evidence for analysis. We'll go through the area, and we'll actually just take apart each area by by a grid mm -hmm. and uh, work it that way. Investigators are expected to come back out here this morning. Right now there's just a single patrol car out here in the area and we did have a chance to speak to the sheriff before he left. He said the public is not in any danger. Happening today, jury selection begins in the Nexium trial. That's going to happen in federal court down in Brooklyn later this morning. Alleged cult leader Keith Raniere, actress Allison Mack, Seagram's liquor, heiress Claire Bronfman, all facing multiple charges including sex trafficking, racketeering, and conspiracy. That trial still expected to begin on April 29th. However, the judge said he might consider a short adjournment of a week to 10 days if he feels it's necessary. That jury, by the way, will remain anonymous and be partially sequestered. Today, crews expected to begin repairs on a major sinkhole in the city of Gloversville. Police are asking drivers to avoid the area of Fremont and North Main Streets this morning. Police say they were called to that area yesterday afternoon for a report of hazardous road conditions. And that's where they say they found that large sinkhole in the middle of the road. Well, the intersection of Madison Avenue and Robin Street in Albany back open now after a car collided with a motorcycle yesterday. Police say the motorcyclist broke a leg. The driver of the car was not hurt. But neighbors say the traffic signals have been faulty at that intersection for weeks and likely contributed to the crash. 
So traffic engineers will be back out there today to take a look at that light. We'll keep you posted. The New York State Teachers Union will call on the State Education Department to fix flawed state exams. This following last week's problems with computerized ELA testing, NYSAT's president will join local educators and state lawmakers at 11 this morning outside the State Education Building in Albany. The union has launched the Correct the Test campaign, raising awareness of the issues with the ELA and math tests for grades 3 through 8. And the NCAA Women's Championship game last night between Baylor and defending champs Notre Dame. Baylor hanging on by their fingernails, 82-81, to 81, a heck of a game. And it's the men's chance tonight. Tip-off scheduled for 9-20, Texas Tech and Virginia. Neither of those teams have played in an NCAA championship before, so tune in to check it out. Madison Vandenberg going on to the final 14. Her performance on American Idol last night with rock legends Pat Benatar and Neil Giraldo more than enough to propel her into the next round. The celebrity duet performances continue tonight, but Maddie's next performance will be next week when the show is live and America gets to vote on who moves on. In this morning's Giving on 10, we'd like to highlight the Via Aquarium in Rotterdam for hosting their annual Autism Day. Assemblyman Angelo Santa Barbara partnered with the aquarium to allow all families affected by autism to come to experience it free of charge. And here is how they make this work. The special event features a sensory-friendly environment, including dimmed lights and no noises, so that those with autism can really enjoy this and take part and be there. More than 2,500 people showed up to yesterday's event. April, of course, is Autism Awareness Month, and Assemblyman Santa Barbara says events similar to this one will be happening all month long, and I'm looking forward to hosting Autism Action Day at the State Capitol this Wednesday. We'll have more on that coming up later in the week. If you know of someone giving back, helping someone in the community, let us know about it. Send us the story and a picture. Use the hashtag GivingOn10, and you can send that information through email to news at news10.com or use the social media pages. It's been more than a year since the community sadly said goodbye to Chief George Bell. Yeah, there's definitely, you can feel the void. But his name lives on. In a ceremony at the Washington County Sheriff's Office, friends, family, and former co-workers watching as this canine member is inducted with the name Bell. Canine Bell with an E at the end because she's a female. Um, so we certainly think that it's a, a fitting tribute and to, uh, to someone who's very well deserved. A fitting tribute to honor the legacy of a man who began his career as sheriff's deputy with the K-9 unit. A main face of the Washington County law enforcement for nearly 40 years, he passed away unexpectedly from a heart attack last year. Lisa Pembroke representing Chief Bell's family who couldn't make it because of scheduling. We appreciate all of it. It's, it's difficult, still difficult. It was just a year on March 11th. So um, we, uh, we appreciate everything and all the thoughts, you, you know, and prayers that still go on. 
he would be probably a little embarrassed by the attention, all the attention, but um, also honored. Um, very honored. I think it's a great idea. Um, Bella's beautiful. He'd be embarrassed, um, and he wouldn't want us to do this. <laughs> but uh, but we, uh, we definitely want to do it. And while it's hard to know exactly what he would think about it all, we can say Belle has some pretty big paws to fill. Belle starts training in September, but it's safe to say she already has a couple fans. In Fort Edward, Cassie Hudson, News 10 ABC. Do you enjoy starting the day with the Wake Up Rundown? If so, do us a favor and take a second to rate the podcast and leave us a review in iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. It helps other people find the show and it makes sure that you're subscribed to get each morning's episode automatically downloaded into your feed. For more of the stories in today's podcast, head to news10.com or Wake Up With 10 on air every weekday morning starting at 4.30.